You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano. I host Bubble and Squeak here on the Rock Candy Network. I tell personal, revealing stories. She whispered, did you just masturbate? Because I felt a terrible presence of evil enter the... I make prank phone calls to the past. Heimbach. General Star, Elijah Heimbach speaking. How may I help? Into the future. <clears throat> because my boyfriend and I are just not having enough sex. Always a problem with the pop sex. Yes, you just have to listen to it. It's too hard to describe. Check out Bubble and Squeak wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Brown Sugar Diaries with Erica Michelle. The chronicles and misadventures of a plus-size brown girl navigating life, love, and healing. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Brown Sugar Diaries, on Twitter at BRWN Sugar Diaries, and on Facebook, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast, on YouTube, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast. You can send me an email, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast at gmail.com, and visit the website, Brown Sugar Diaries.com. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Brown Sugar Diaries. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you are a returning listener, hey, sugar. I hope all of you are washing your hands, wearing your mask, taking your vitamins, eating well, practicing social distancing, drinking your water, moisturizing, and minding your damn business. I hope everybody had a great week last week, and I hope you're having an uneventful week this week, and I hope your weekend is as amazing as you are. Now, let's get into this weekly tea, sugar. So first order business, first sip of tea, let's discuss um, the Judas Judas and the Black Messiah movie with Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield and what's the dude's name um, who plays uh, Ralph Tresvant in the new edition movie? I don't know his name. His name is Ralph. That's his name. Um, <laughs> his name is Ralph. But Yo, this movie was something like I do not recommend watching it before bed unless you decide unless you wish to go to bed upset. I do not recommend that at all. But yo, this movie was crazy. Like I don't think I can trust Lakeith Stanfield in anything at this point because he's a snitch. <laughs> I'm not trying to give away the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I do say that it was quite enlightening for me. Um, I was, I think what was more enlightening was that when you think, when you hear about um, the Black Panther Party, you immediately, at least I do, I immediately think about, you know, what happened in California and LA and all this kind of stuff. You never really think about um Chicago even though you know Chicago is its own danger <laughs> but yeah I, I guess it, it was enlightening for me just because I never really like I knew Black Panthers were in Chicago but I didn't like internalize that Black Panthers were in Chicago um 
Fred Hampton, geez, was just 21, y'all. Like, oh my gosh. And then the only thing that I kept thinking throughout the whole movie as I watched how, like, the FBI moved and how Lakeith Stanfield, um, his character is William or Bill O'Neill, um, who was essentially, like, the right-hand man to Fred Hampton, uh, for, for lack of a better phrase, I mean, he, he really was, um, yeah, he was, he was his right-hand man, I, I think the, the thing that kept ringing to me throughout the movie was just, and the FBI and the police wonder why black people don't trust them, because of shit like this, <laughs> so I, I urge you, um, before February ends, though, black history um, is made 24-7-365, but before February ends and before, um, just before it leaves whatever, uh, I think it's HBO Max, um, streaming platform it's on, I think it leaves in March, um, please watch it, like, at, please, 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 please go watch this, because it's a very enlightening movie, um, very insightful, um, and a necessary watch, an important watch to to bring full circle that the killings that have been happening shit over the last decade ain't new. <laughs> this ain't foreign to black people. So please, 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 please go watch this. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous what's going on in Texas right now. Um, not to mention the other places, Mississippi, Tennessee, I believe, Louisiana. Everybody that's going through this mess been hit by this massive snowstorm. I do believe that it is absolutely ridiculous. Now, apparently, from what I understand, the state of Texas decided to do uh, well, the city of Houston decided to do um, like a strategic power outage. And like, I'm not quite clear on the basis behind it. But my issue was that if you know that people can keep their their power throughout a massive snowstorm, why not let them? And then I learned that they knew about this like weeks ago and still decided to do nothing about it. I have problems with that. I have serious problems with that because that literally means that you don't give a fuck about your people. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The government ain't never necessarily gave a fuck about its people anyway. But right now when you literally, when people literally are dying, are dying trying to warm themselves, trying to make sure that they're okay, and you do nothing. I have many, many problems with that. I have lots of issues with that. And I, I and Ted Cruz apparently took his ass to damn Cancun, I believe. The fuck? <laughs> like, really? This what we doing? I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how I can 
be of some support, be of some help to the people of Texas because I don't want them to be out here without too much longer. Some people got babies that they still got to feed, breastfeed, and they need help. So if you have any ideas, I'm still pondering, got any ideas, anything, I would love to be able to help. Send them to me, email them to me, DM me, whatever. I would love to be able to help. So apparently, um, Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, will not return as working members of the royal family. <laughs> I guess they just said, fuck that. We tired. This life is overrated. I, I don't know. Um, apparently, the queen confirmed that the couple would not continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with a life of public service. Um, a statement from the palace added, Prince Harry and Meghan remain much-loved members of the family. So, basically, they're saying that, like, maybe they're running from the service, I guess? I don't... I don't know. But... Megan and Harry said that service is universal, so they can still support the organizations that they once um, represented or were like the face for, but just not as the Duke and Duchess. So they stepped back last year as royals to become financially independent, essentially, and now they just said, fuck it. They've been living in Cali for almost a year. And they like, we over the bullshit. <laughs> I'm not upset with it, though. And I kind of feel like I I appreciate and applaud that Harry wishes to support his wife in her decision or her need to just live a normal life. Because it is a lot for her to, to go from regular to royal. Um, essentially overnight. So I get it. And I appreciate that Harry supports her and decided not to live apart from his wife and his child. I I applaud that. I appreciate that. And I wish him the best of luck. Like, I wish him the best. I wish him the most normal life that they could possibly ever have. And a prosperous life, to be quite honest. Oh, child, let's get into this episode. But after this ad first, okay? All right, let's get into this episode. So I'm really not going to be before you long. Like I said last week, um, I've, I'm beginning to get to a point where the the things that have been put on my heart to talk about um, on each podcast episode, just they don't need a whole lot of a lot of words. I don't need to be worried. I don't need to be extra. So I'm just going to say what I need to say and get on out your way. <laughs> so... Um, on yesterday, um, on February 18th, today is the 19th. So on February 18th, I celebrated the first year, um, anniversary of Brown Sugar Diaries. Yay. (laughs) I need some sound effects. I need to include that in here. But anyway, um, celebrate the one year anniversary. And I had a whole lot to reflect on a lot of growing I did a lot of 
changing I did, a lot of just different shit that I'm really truly proud of. Um, and I'm grateful for this last year. I'm grateful for the growth of the podcast has experienced both in audience members and just myself, um, growing and being more vulnerable, being more transparent and just being more open. Um, I'm grateful for this year and I'm looking forward to a few more, many more, um, as long as y'all listen. (laughs) So keep listening, tell your friends to listen, but that's not even what I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to acknowledge that really quickly, but what I really wanted to discuss was just how, like, what a difference the damn year makes. Like, not just in the sense of the podcast, but just personally, like, I've changed a whole lot. Like, me, 2020 me and 2021 me, they are a vastly different person. And I also kind of feel like it's because... um on February 20th of 2020, um, ha, to 2020, but anyway, <laughs> last year on February 20th, I had my first therapy session, um, and I had been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, and I finally decided that after starting the podcast, well, before starting the podcast, because I started the podcast because my broadcast could not afford therapy, um, but, and really shit, still can't. <laughs> but I started therapy um on the 20th of February last year and considering where I've come from um from then to now it almost makes me want to cry because though I told my therapist I don't want you to coddle me I don't want you to give me these nice, gentle words. Like, I need you to call me on my shit. I need you to hold my feet to the fire. Because before, I had been, like, counseling myself. And I was allowing myself to be in denial. Like, I was allowing myself to dance over, sweep under the rug, ignore all the bullshit that was going on in my life. And it just ignoring trauma that I didn't even know was trauma that I didn't even know I needed to heal. So now I'm at this point where I'm just like, okay, um, I have this. I I know that this is a thing that I need to work on. I know this is the thing that I need to fix. And so now don't get me wrong. I'm still fixing shit. I'm still getting shit together. But imagine if I had gone this entire 365 days from February 20th to... February 20th, from February 20th of 2020 to February 20th of 2021, though it's not until tomorrow, um, I would be fucked up, y'all, I would probably be dead, I can't even deny that, like, I knew that I needed to get therapy when I had pretty much planned out how I was gonna take my own life, like, I knew that that was something that I needed to get together when I realized like okay you know this is about to happen this is about to be a thing so now I'm just like I'm in awe I'm proud I'm in awe I'm amazed at how far I've come at what I've overcome let's start there let's go there 
um, I've overcome a lot of shit. I've healed a lot of things that I didn't know needed to be healed. I've recalled a lot of things that I thought I had just buried and was, you know, I had thick skin and, you know, I was fine and I can get over it and whatever else. And it's like, damn, (laughs) like I, I really had a situation where I just, I, a lot of shit had me fucked up, like from, from childhood, like it's no, I, I'm not secretive about the fact that I was molested by my brother's best friend when I was five. Um, and it's taken me some time to get to that point where I'm okay with discussing that. Um, also I had to heal from some things from childhood that extended beyond that molestation. Um, heal from being a loner. Like, why is it so easy for me to push people away? And why is it so easy for me to, to just detach from people or never attach to them at all? Um, I addressed the whole birthday party thing, which you should probably go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> you didn't come to my birthday party. Um, how I addressed, you know, uh, the hurt from middle school, how my childhood best friend was like part of the ring, well, part of, and a lot of times the ring leader of the torture that I experienced in middle school. Um, and torture for me is not like anybody like pushing me around or like physically pushing me, but people said things to me that, that hurt. And I hid behind, well, I got thick skin. And I hid behind, you know, I'm I'm by myself and I don't need y'all and blah, blah, blah. So it made me such a recluse to where I really just don't fuck with people. Like, even now, y'all, I really still don't fuck with people. <laughs> but and then to healing stuff from, from high school and healing stuff from undergrad and just, just healing. Like, it's been a year of healing and I'm not done yet. Like, I feel like I've... I don't feel like I've reached like the pinnacle of my healing journey because I don't feel like there's ever a completely healed moment, but I feel like I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can truly feel whole and genuinely happy with and by myself, because that was something that I struggled with before. I felt like I used to feel like to be truly happy that involved this American dream. Like I needed to be married. I needed to, or at least be in a relationship headed towards marriage. I needed to be, you know, entertaining the possibility of children. I needed to be, you know, just, just at this point in life where I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I'm, you know, just, I'm good or whatever my definition of good is. And it took me a minute to get to that point of like, okay, this ain't that. Um, Your value is not tied to a man or your happiness is not tied to a man. And you need to be fucking okay with that. (laughs) I've truly stepped into a space in life where everything that I do is for me. Um, I do it for my own satisfaction. I... 
I do it because I, cause the fuck I want to. That's why, shit. <laughs> I do it because I want to. And I'm looking so, I'm so looking forward to um, doing more things and living life because I just want to. Because it's just what I want to do. Because it makes me happy. And I'm falling in love with myself. I'm falling in love with the things that make me me. The flaws, the things that... You know, I hide behind the things that make me cry, the things that I'm, I'm truly an emotional person. Like, I've learned so much, especially about myself and love. So, I'm excited to share those things with y'all. I'm excited to just be and grow and explore life, explore this new person, because I don't know her quite yet. Like, I know her, but the bitch is still kind of, she's the new kid on the block. So, I'm looking forward to getting to know her. And... I'm embracing this newness. I'm embracing this new friend that I have because I'm learning that I am my first, my first friend. Um, I'm my first best friend. And so I have to treat myself well. I have to treat me well. So I'm, I, you'll start to hear me say, um, be nice to be nice to my friend. I'm going to be nice to my friend because that means I'm going to be nice to myself. It means I'm not going to talk crazy to myself. I'm not going to talk down um, to or about myself I'm going to uplift and encourage myself and so I'm just looking forward to that but yeah that's pretty much it like it's been a year of it's been a a, a fun time reflecting um and looking back on where I come where I've come from uh, I'm proud of it so yeah let's get into the spoonful of sugar <laughs> The spoonful of sugar segment is inspired by the Mary Poppins phrase, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. In this segment, I give an inspirational quote or piece of encouragement because sometimes we just need a little pick-me-up or in this case, a spoonful of sugar to make a tough, unpleasant situation or hard pill to swallow just a little bit sweeter. Dear Sugar, it's been an amazing year for me. And I want you to think about the last year for yourself. In this past year, I have divorced an old way of thinking, an old ideology, an old perception of myself, and truly embraced a new me. Though I'm not quite where I want to be yet, um, and I have a long way to go to get there, I'm embracing the journey, embracing the new things that I'm learning about myself and how I move, how I live, how I love, and how I just embrace life. And I'm enjoying this shit. Like, did you know? Like, maybe you didn't know. But I really like painting. That's my thing. And it it really soothes me. I would have never truly guessed that about myself. Like, I used to do paint and sips and stuff all the time. But it's really soothing. It's really comforting to me to be able to just sit in front of something and paint and just put my feelings on a canvas. I truly, truly, truly enjoy that. Find something you like. Find something you love about yourself, about a hobby, about a new something, and explore that shit. Fall in love with yourself, with your new self all over again and figure out what it is 
that is just so beautiful and flawless about you. It doesn't have to be perfect. Your journey is not going to be perfect. Your healing is not going to be perfect. And there's no time frame. You can't set a timer to this. But all you can do is is embrace it, enjoy it, and live your damn life to the fullest, okay? I'll holler at you later. Play nice now. One more thing, sugar. Don't forget to rate, review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on all your podcasting platforms. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.